Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. I'm Jason Amare. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Amare. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Hey, hey, I'm back. It's Tuesday night. I've got a bit of a Mogo hangover. I just want to give a shout out to everyone involved in the Mogo Music Festival this weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jason Feldman and Vortex Music Magazine, PDX Spotlight, PRP, and many more. I'm extremely excited to be back because tonight I have Ashley Extina on the program and she is giving us a brand new single. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it was a long time coming. I know, for real. <laughs> I was going to say, um, for those of the listeners who don't know, I've had um, Matt Greco and uh, Courtney Noe on the show, which were both contacts from Ashley. So it's about time she gets on here first. <laughs> it was definitely about the time. <laughs> yes, it's long overdue. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about your influences. You've given me a ton of great tracks for tonight's PDX Spotlight playlist. I mean, everything from Tovlo to Alicia Keys to uh, uh, Lily Allen, lots of really good stuff. But like I said at the top of the show, most importantly is your brand new single. Uh, we'll also be spinning a handful of your other tracks in the second hour. So I want to get things started off, like I said, with the PDX Spotlight playlist. We're going to listen to Lady Gaga, Perfect Illusion. We will be back and with Ashley Extina until 9 p.m. From Lady Gaga's latest release, produced by Tame Impala. That's why it sounds chaotic and fun. Uh, that's an influence brought into me by Ashley Extina. She's my guest tonight. Uh, before we hop into some of the first questions, what does Lady Gaga mean to you as an artist? Freedom. Mm. <laughs> I think that probably sums it up. I, I mean, I don't know. I had a lot of mixed feelings about her until she released this last album, Joanne. Um, I love the way that she just mixes all of the genres mm -hmm. in this album. Like she really went all out and you know, she can really sing, she can dance, she writes kick ass songs. Mm -hmm. And that's really like, if I were gonna go the like touring, like world famous artist route, like that is what I would wanna be. Yeah. Maybe a little bit like less crazy with the outfits, but um, <laughs> Yeah, and you know we're both New Yorkers, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Well, let's talk about that. You're you're uh, recently here in Portland from New York. So back in your early days, talk to me about some of your first memories with music. Okay, first memories with music. Uh, first memories would probably be um, in Mexico. I would go to Mexico every summer to see my mom's family, and I have a few family members that are very musically gifted. Um, I have an uncle and a few cousins that sing, and uh, my grandfather actually played the organ, oh, cool. violin, and um, and yeah, and so I started seeing them mess around with the organ at my grandma's house, and one of my cousins started playing piano, and it was like a monkey see, monkey do kind of thing, you know? I was yeah. just like, oh, I want to do what my cousins are doing at the age of 10, and she just started showing me notes and kind of like showing me how to read music a little bit. And so when I got back from Mexico that summer, I was just like, mom, buy me a keyboard. And she was like, okay, but you're gonna have to take lessons. <laughs> and so that's when I got like my first, like, I think it was a mini Casio. No, it was a Yamaha. I first had it like a mini Yamaha. It wasn't weighted keys or anything. It was yeah. just, and I had that forever. <laughs> I had that for 
a good like 12 years. Oh, wow. And um, so I took some lessons and that happened for like a year or so until the day that I found my dad's electric bass guitar. <laughs> and it's pretty much all history from there. Um, I found it a random day and I was just like, dad, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's my bass. I was in a band and I was just like, no way. 12 year old Ashley was in shock <laughs> that her dad was in a band, a really cool punk rock band, I should say. Yeah. Um, they did like a showcase at CBGB's or something like that. I was like super jealous. I oh, never, that's got, I never got to do that. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. So you consider piano your first instrument? I. Or would or is it bass? I don't know. I think I want to say that bass was probably like my first real instrument because I was really dedicated to it for like, you know, all of high school. I went to LaGuardia Ice High School and I played bass there, um, and that's when I started a little bit of songwriting too. And yeah, I think I'd, I'd definitely say bass was my first instrument. And then after I graduated, I started getting back into piano. And now I just bought a bass again. So oh. <laughs> it's like I'm like switching all the time. <laughs> Who are some of your um, bassist influences? Uh, Victor Wooten is my favorite. I've met him on several occasions. Oh, how cool. Um, he is the sweetest guy, too. He's really great. Um, Jacko, obviously. Uh, Steve Bailey is a monster. If you don't know him, you have to. I will send you some stuff. Yeah, for sure. He plays a six-string fretless with his eyes closed. Man. Like. <laughs> I don't understand how those guys do that. Um, I worked at the Iridium Jazz Club in New York in Times Square for a little bit. And I got to see so many of my favorite bass players there. That's, like, that's where I met Victor Wooten and Steve Bailey. And, yeah, it was just a great, great experience working there and being exposed to, like, that kind of music so uh talking about your dad and, and playing the bass we've got a song from his punk band on the playlist next uh the song is called bill and the band is called the boards is that correct yes shout out to my dad i know he's listening right now that's <laughs> awesome yeah this is a really cool track um and it's nice to see kind of where your roots come from and this nice surprise that at tw the age of 12 it's really cool mm -hmm. well we are uh, Sounds of PDX here on Portland Radio Project. If you're listening to us on the web right now, you can hit us up on the talk board, say hello to myself and Ashley, submit some questions, and we will get them asked to her. So here it is. This is her dad's band from back in the day. This is a song, Bill from the Boards, here on Sounds of PDX. Here comes Bill with a chainsaw. 
something to say. no doubt an influence brought in by my special guest Ashley Extina and we're going to send that one out to my sister Carol because we got hooked on Tragic Kingdom at the same time and thanks to her I love Gwen Stefani and no doubt Uh, so it's perfect you brought that in so before the break we were uh, talking about some of your early influences and uh, and I guess early instruments so talk to me about some of those artists who you listen to a lot at a young age um I'd say Alicia Keys was probably like my first, like, uh huh, this is songwriting mm-hmm. moment rather than, oh, I'm just gonna like, you know, bob my head back and forth and kind of just move to the music, like, like with no doubt. Um, I didn't put it on the playlist, but I listened to a lot of Evanescence. Okay. Growing up also. That was like yeah. a dirty little secret <laughs> of mine. I used to think that I sang, I sang like, Amy, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. But I used to try. <laughs> um, Alicia Keys, uh, a lot of Michelle Branch. I will admit, I love, 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 love her. Still love her. Yeah. Um, Vanessa great. Carlton, also a lot of her. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. There was a lot. There was also, I went through like this emo phase and a lot of like good Charlotte and simple plan happened. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, but you know, when I was first starting to play bass, uh, green day was a huge, huge part of my life. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Um, like early green day, not so much like post like American idiot. Yeah. Like Dookie. Yes, Dookie days. exactly. Um, but yeah, I had like this base anthology Green Day book and that was just like my life <laughs> first year of high school. Like I would just go home and practice all the Green Day songs. Now, were you classically trained or were you doing like tablature? Um, so both. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was doing tabs for my lessons and then I started at LaGuardia and I actually switched to upright bass. Um, and it was in an orchestra for four years. Oh, that's great. And so I was reading music there and we played a lot of classical stuff. And I think that really, like people say this all the time, but like if you're classically trained, you can literally do anything. It's pretty true. Like with dancing or with music or with, you know, singing, it's just, you can do it. (laughs) It's just, there's so many skills that you pick up, um, from dynamics to, you know, the way you like are supposed to hold your bow and mm. your posture even. I always got yelled out for my posture. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's still horrible. <laughs> but, you know, you learn a lot. Sure. You definitely learn a lot. Uh, so my uh, my normal co-host, Jen Emerson, gave us a shout out on the talk board. She said, no doubt used to be my jam. Yes, all their songs. Ah, the 90s. Uh, <laughs> ah, hope you're doing well, 90s. Jen. Sorry you couldn't join us tonight. Um, so we are talking to Ashley Extina and dropping her single Gone in the second hour at the end of the program. Uh, but let's talk about how you got to Portland from New York City. Um, yeah, sure. I, um, I outgrew New York a little bit, I think. 
And that's so funny to say because it's such a big city and I'm sure people are like, what are you talking about? New York is great. It's so big. There's so much to do. And I think maybe I didn't see what I wanted to do as realistic living there because the cost of living is ridiculous. Yeah. Not to say it's like not, you know, kind of rising a little bit here, but I think it's going to take a little bit or we hope that it'll take a little bit to get to New York levels. Um, but yeah, I was about to graduate school, about to graduate college, and I have a cousin that lives out here. Shout out to Carrie. I know she's listening too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just broke her wrist, poor thing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so Carrie was just like, come visit, come visit Portland. And I was just like, why? I'm never leaving New York. New York is awesome. And then I finally did come out here at spring break. And she took me to all of her favorite places, wine tasting, cider tasting, beer tasting, all of the food cards (laughs) (laughs) and Powell's and just all of the fun places. And I fell in love with Portland. But at the time, I felt like everything was going so great in New York. I was like, oh, like I have a band. At the time, I was playing with my all-girl rock band and we were doing great. Um, you know, I was dating somebody, I like loved my job and I was just like, you know what, Carrie, like things were going really good in New York, but if I didn't have all these things, I would totally move here. A year later to the date, I called her and I was like, Hey, so listen, (laughs) all these things are not going so great for me right now. So can I come back and visit again? And we can just pretend that I'm living with you and we'll see if I like it. And I came back and I stayed with her for like what, 10 days and she kind of just like left me on my own. She did her thing and I did my thing. And um, and I was just like, OK, um, see you in three months. And so <laughs> I went back to I went back to New York and I worked my butt off for three months at the restaurant waiting tables for like, I don't know, 60, 70 hours a week. Oh, my gosh. Just to save up. Saved up. <laughs> A crap ton of money and yeah and uh, then in July I moved out here I'm absolutely glad that you did that because uh, you've made a big presence here in the Portland music scene already uh, working with uh, famed producer Matt Greco on Frozen in Time and like I said your new single gone um, and you've also started something called Woman Crush Wednesday it's a showcase at Jade Lounge we're gonna be talking about later in the show so lots of great things coming up with Ashley Extina the next artist on the playlist is Lily Allen. Talk to me about Hard Out Here. Is this a recent track from hers? I guess it's a few years old. Okay. Um, probably like three years old, four years old. Um, she really talks about what it's like to be a female in the industry. If you like really listen to it, like you'll know what she's talking about. She's from Manchester, right? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's great. I mean, I love a lot of her songs and, you know, I, but it was kind of like, like obvious to me which one I wanted to pick of hers to play on this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a wonderful track. We've got Lily Allen here on the PDX Spotlight playlist. Stick around. We've got Ashley Extina until 9 p.m. Thanks again to the supporters here of Portland Radio Project. And I've got special guest Ashley Extina. Um, alongside being a really great vocalist, you're a fantastic songwriter and uh, 
like when I interviewed Courtney, no, she just had nothing but praise for you as a collaborator. Uh, That's so sweet of her. (laughs) Yeah. And I I agree with her. Everything that I've heard that you've touched as a songwriter and performer is fantastic. Um, So when did that spark happen? Because there's a lot of artists or vocalists who just want to stay in that wheelhouse. So when did you find your passion for songwriting? And are there any artists that you kind of draw that inspiration from? Um... Oh gosh, this is a loaded question. <laughs> I think that I've I've kind of always loved like the art of like making a song happen. You know, I even before I started writing songs, like from as far as I remember, I always kept a journal and I was always writing my feelings down. I tried doing poetry and then, you know, when I picked up the piano, or like I attempted to play guitar for a little bit. I don't ever want to try again. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I tried and just like putting a few chords together, I was like, wait a second, I can write things that rhyme. Let me try to like write a melody for it. And after the first song that I wrote, like I felt so good afterwards. It was just a nice, it's definitely started out as an outlet for me. Mm. Um, You know, when I was still in high school and into college and a little bit after college. And now I feel like I can just take inspiration from books or movies or someone else's life and just write a track. How do you keep your ideas with yourself when they strike you? Um, (laughs) That's something I'm still working on. Uh, Organizing your inspiration. I used to have a lot of ideas on the subway, so it was always like going to New York, going to work in New York, I'd be riding the subway, and I'd be like, I'd hear something that someone was saying next to me, and I'd be like, oh, that would make a great song. <laughs> and so I would like write it down in my phone, like sing a little like melody into my phone while on the subway, and then I would get out and try to listen to it and just hear like tracks, yeah. <laughs> like or like the train conductor. Yeah. PA <laughs> announcements. Exactly, and I'd be like, no, I lost it. <laughs> or I also get a lot of ideas in the shower. And I'll like, I'll sing them, but then I have nothing to record with in the showers. So what am I going to do? So definitely still a work in progress. I'm not a very organized songwriter. I, I think I'd probably have a lot more finished songs if I was, but you know, it's, I, it's a learning process like everything else. And do you go through windows of inspiration where you just write a bunch? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually how I write. I think, you know, once I start going like say I write a song today I will write a song tomorrow the next day the next day the next day after that and then I'll go like a few weeks maybe in a a month or two without like really I have ideas but not really like any motivation to start them Mm. Um, and I actually was going through like pretty big writer's block like for me writing songs for me but then Courtney came over not too long ago and we just sat down we finished three songs and like I don't know, a few hours. Oh, that's wonderful. And are these newer tracks? Oh, yes. Awesome. Maybe I'm not supposed to say anything about them. (laughs) (laughs) We can know she's working on music. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything else, though. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so we're we're really excited to release her new stuff. It's going to be great. And, you know, one of my favorite songwriters that has been out in the last 20 years, I think whether or not you're a fan of this particular genre or not, uh, just an immense amount of respect for Alicia Keys in the industry. Mm-hmm. And she really broke into the scene with uh, one of the songs that you've got here on the playlist, If I Ain't Got You. Do you remember how you felt about her when you first heard this? Because I think this was her debut single. Well, there's actually a story as to why I picked this song. So the first time that I ever sang in public, I was in the seventh grade, and it was this song. Wow. I sang it with my um, longtime friend, Sarah Zapata. I was playing bass. She was playing 
keys and we sang this together. And I think this is a moment my mom will never forget because it's the first time, like, no one knew that I could sing. I didn't even know I could sing at that point, you know, and she, and she heard me sing and she was, she couldn't believe it was me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so this song has always meant a lot to me because of that. It was like my first, like, oh, I'm singing and no one is like laughing at me. <laughs> like I might actually be able to do this in front of people now. And that's a tough one to pick to be your first song out of the gates. I wish there was video. T- I wish I had the video. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. <laughs> that is so cool. So you said it was in seventh grade? Seventh grade. Wow, here it is. This is a song that Ashley sang for the first time as a vocalist. This is Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You. You're listening to the influences of Ashley Extina. She's my guest tonight. That was Sarah Bareilles. And I want to talk to you about, we were just commenting on Sarah's songwriting and just how solid it is. Um, and I want to continue kind of your thoughts from the previous um, break, but address to me the difference between writing songs for you versus writing songs for somebody else. Like how, what's that process like? Um, I think it took me a while to figure it out. Um, and I want to thank Courtney No for being so patient with me <laughs> because she is the first person that I've like really just sat down with and I took her ideas and turned them into songs. Well, we did them together, but, you know, it was the first time I did that for anybody. And um, I think not everybody, it's not a thing for everybody because I think I was reading something that Sia wrote, an article that Sia was, um, she was being interviewed and she was saying that when you're writing a song for somebody and with somebody for somebody else to sing, like you're their bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no matter how you feel about what you're writing about and um, like how they're saying it or whatever, at the end of the day, it's their song and it's their ideas. And even though I think Courtney's songs are great, maybe the next artist I work with, I won't think her ideas are so great, but you know, they might have a record deal. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so at that point, you know, I will just, I will just work for them. And I don't think everyone can separate that. I love this story about uh, Courtney's track. No good. Uh, that was one of the first ones I was drawn to and come to find out she had was kind of stuck on that for a while until you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Courtney and I got really lucky with each other. I think we both found each other at the right time. Like we were looking for, each other at that time and we just happened to find each other on craigslist it's a wonderful and now, collaboration over a year later we are still working together so that's just i i can't describe it another way i i just it's magic it's definitely magic so yeah those are kind of intangible things i think when you get together with an artist and any type of collaboration and those magic things happen you just kind of inspire each other and just kind of know it's gonna work yeah um one of my uh, I guess most respected uh, songwriters was Carol King. Um, and we've got her next on the list. And, and she was groundbreaking for so many reasons, but Tapestry is just, it's really a masterpiece. When I first started playing, um, like playing solo shows with uh, just me singing and my keyboard, people said that I sounded a lot like her. Hmm. And what a compliment. I didn't know who she was. 
And I was just like, oh my God, well, I should probably look into this person. And then, of course, I find out that she wrote all these songs like, you know, you make me feel like a woman. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I was just like blown away. And I was like, oh my God, you think I sound like Carol King? That is it's like, those are such big shoes to fill. And so I just started kind of taking inspiration in the way that she writes and the way that she plays and the way that she sings. And Which is really interesting, too, because you're like an avid songwriter like she is. Yeah, I'm trying anyway. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, I've loved you sharing your thoughts about songwriting. <clears throat> it's always nice, you know, especially to get kind of your production view of working with artists as opposed to to your music. I think that's interesting for our listeners as well. Um, Hit us up on the talk board. If you're not listening in the Portland area on 99.1 FM, you're on PRP.FM or on your mobile app. Say hello to us. We're listening to the influences from Ashley Axina. She's my guest all night long. Stick around. You're going to want to hear her, her new single, Gone. I listened to it quite a few times this afternoon as soon as I got it. It's fantastic. You won't be disappointed. Stick around. We've got Carol King right now. Michelle Branch here on Portland Radio Project. I've got Ashley Extina in the studio and I've been picking her brain. I've got a question for you right now. I wanted to ask you about um, you as a vocalist. I want to ask you about some of your favorite performances that you've had and why. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Favorite <laughs> performances that I've had. Okay. One of them that comes to mind was um, it's not a good I mean, it is a good story, but it wasn't a good thing that happened to me. But it's one of my favorites because I learned something from it. Um, so I had just bought my new, uh, well, my parents gifted me a full keyboard for my college graduation. And it was my first show with it. Um, it was at Pianos in New York City, a great venue. It was packed, by the way, like, because it was happy hour there. So, like, a lot of people were there. And I got down to play, I did a couple songs, and then all of a sudden, during one of my songs, my pedal stops working. Your sustain? Yeah. Oh. And like, you know, I'm sure you, you've listened to some of my tunes, and I kind of very reliant on my sustain pedal, like when it comes to like me singing with just my keyboard. And so I was just like, oh, okay, um, what do I do now? Uh, and then I just kept singing, and then my piano just crapped out and oh, that stopped no. working and so I was like what do I do what do I do I'm in the middle of a song like do I freak out do I just keep singing so I just kept singing and I like rocked out that <laughs> that part of the song acapella and everyone was just like cheering me on and like people just like stopped what they were doing to just like listen to me to see what I would do and I was so embarrassed and I like I was already nervous about the show because that was actually the show right after I came back from Portland and I felt unprepared for it because I hadn't practiced in a, in a little bit and I just rocked a few songs acapella and then I was like all right thank you guys you know my piano crapped out on me but like thank you for being a good audience and I will never forget the band after me like got me flowers because like they felt so bad for oh, me and like man. but they were just like you were so great you were so good and I was just like thank you I'm so embarrassed but I think that really taught me something that like you know as long as you just do whatever you can do to save yourself in that moment that something like that happens like people will appreciate it yeah absolutely and i i mean i don't play 
like not too much goes on with my keyboard anyway. I really just play simple chords to back my voice. So I really learned that I can carry a song with my voice. And so that was also like an aha moment for me then. <laughs> um, so that was one of them. And then the other one I will say was my show with my, um, with my all girl rock band at Cameo Gallery in Brooklyn. What was the band's name? Queen of Wands. Right on. Um, I was the front woman and I played bass. And then I had an amazing uh, guitarist from Mexico. Her name is Maleni. And she is like a girl version of Santana. She is so fantastic. <laughs> Shreds, huh? Yes. And then we had two drummers, Emily. Um, they like took turns playing with us, Emily and uh, Claudia. And they were both so great. Um, but yeah, this particular show, I think it was like our th second or third show altogether. We were only together for a few months. And um, all of my friends came out and the stage was like really high up. So it was like one of those places where I could have definitely crowd surfed if I felt like it. But I was like really scared that I was going to break my dad's bass and <laughs> I didn't want him to kill me. So I was just like, ah, I better not. <laughs> but I really felt like a rock star that day because... People were just like, wow, we've never heard your vocals like that before. And we didn't know that you played bass that well. And like your band is really rocking. And everyone just got so into it. And we had really good openers and closers. And it was just all around like a really, really awesome show. Yeah, what a cool experience. I th I miss playing with the band, I will say. If anyone wants to start a band with me, just let me know. I'm right. so down. <laughs> I'm so down. Especially another all-girl rock band. That would be so dope. I'd, I would love to see that. <laughs> um, we've got, uh, it's funny you mentioned kind of the vulnerability of an artist. Um, I've got Adele, and another influence you brought in on the playlist next. And uh, you made a wise choice with that story you told us about your keyboard quitting because you, you made a memory for somebody that remembered you powering through and delivering something because it could have gone really bad and just yeah. duck your head and run off the stage. Uh, but Adele... I definitely wanted to, and I definitely did afterwards. I'm sure. That's <laughs> terrifying. Uh, but Adele also has extreme stage fright. I don't know if you know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's... And I don't know why, because she has one of the best voices in the world. Uh, what does Adele mean to you as an artist? Adele is everything that I want to be when I'm just singing and playing my keyboard. Like, I want to be able to convey that emotion that you feel when you listen to Adele. And I know most of the time it's sad emotions, but, you know, she's so diamond records right yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> diamonds so yeah clearly that works <laughs> i think she's selling because it's real yeah and i really i want people to feel that when they're listening to my music so it's, it's a worthy goal to have because she uh she is kind of a timeless artist that everybody loves so here it is this is adele we are into the second hour we've got about 60 minutes away from the brand new single by ashley extina so stick around here on portland radio project
kind of a timeless sounding song and has permeated pop culture. That's A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. But that's an influence from Ashley Extina, who's my guest tonight. She's getting some love on the talk board from, I believe, her father from Astoria, Queens. Hi, Mom and Dad. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for joining us. Glad you're liking the playlist. Uh, Lots of good stuff to talk about tonight. But before we move on a little bit further, I want to give uh, thanks to Vortex Music Magazine and give you our upcoming shows. Support comes from listeners like you and from Vortex Music Magazine, helping the Portland music scene tell its own story, both in print and online. You can find free issues of Vortex in stores or read about the local music scene online at vrtxmag.com. So tomorrow night at Analog Cafe is Fame Riot and Locals, The Heavy Hustle. Fame Riot was produced by Rob Dacre from Tacoma. Uh, congratulations to him again. They just got a subsidiary deal. So check them out while they are in town. You can also catch Glasses and the Secret Sea at White Eagle tomorrow night. Guaranteed to be a great show. Uh, next Tuesday, Small Million is playing the liquor store. They're one of my favorite electronic local duos. I'm going to try to rush over there after the show and catch them. And then uh, a little-known band called Red Hot Chili Peppers will be in town on Wednesday, March 15th at the Moda Center. And then I think this is a perfect time to talk about Ashley's WCW showcase women crush wednesday showcase because coming up on wednesday march 22nd this is our vortex music magazine show of the week she will be at jade lounge with a couple great artists now it's emily aldridge and nicole uh nicole patulski i don't i don't want to butcher her name i think that's right (laughs) oh well that's really cool yeah so tell us about what you're doing over there at jade lounge with women uh crush wednesdays so it all started with me moving to portland and not really knowing any other people that were doing music Um, because I quickly became friends with all my cousin's friends but they're all not musicians and you know I yeah I I love them I just couldn't really find any common ground with them and so I wanted to like kind of search out what else was out there Um, and so I started going to the open mic at Corkscrew for the first few months, rest in peace, yeah, corkscrew. Corkscrew. <laughs> corkscrew open mic. Um, and so I met Jen Deal and Emily Joy, and they kind of like took me under their wings, and they were just like, welcome to the Portland music community. This is kind of where we hang out. And then that stopped, and I was just like, crap, well, where do I go now to, to meet other people? girls that are doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I had played at Jade once before. Jade is like down the block from my apartment conveniently. So I was just like, oh, okay, well maybe, maybe they have like an open slot for me to curate like one show and maybe I can meet some other people that way. So that turned into, oh, do you want to host a night every month? And I was like, well, let me make a thing out of it. Yeah. And so I wanted to be trendy, so that's why I decided to go with the hashtag Women Crush Wednesday thing. Well, it has worked. Yeah, and now it's just, it's turned into, like, this crazy, like, almost movement of, like, female songwriters in Portland being like, yeah, like, girl power, like, the future is female. <laughs> like, <laughs> and not just Portland. Yeah, and now not just Portland. Um, starting in the spring, uh, Woman Crush is going to be in New York at Rockwood Music Hall, and starting in the summer, 
Um, it's going to be in Nashville. Uh, I don't want to give away too many details yet because the dates aren't confirmed, but the venue is. So that is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm I'm so pumped for it. I I want to so badly just be in a million cities at once so I could see all of these artists perform. But I guess I will have to hire some interns to do that for me. <laughs> so you're, if, if, if I'm hearing you right, this is kind of a, a conduit for you to provide the services that Jen and Emily provided with you as far as like a fellowship to the music scene. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I know that, you know, I, I feel like we've touched on this before, you know, just like being a female in the music industry is just a little complicated. And I'm not saying that, you know, being a dude in the music industry isn't. I'm just saying I know that for a fact it's hard because I am a female in the music business. And it's a little discouraging sometimes, especially when you don't know other people that are doing what you're doing. And, you know, some I, I'm fortunate because I, you know, interned for labels and publishers while I was in college. And so I got to end at a venue. And so I got to see like that side of things. But a lot of artists don't and don't know how to book their own shows and don't know how to do their own PR and don't know how to do social media and all that stuff. And if I can be a resource for other singer, songwriter, females, or, you know, girls in bands, like, that would be my way of giving back. And I feel like I'm incredibly lucky to have everything that I have going on. And that's just what I want to do. I don't want the showcase to just be like, oh, okay, you play the showcase and then you're done. Yeah. Like, if you play the showcase, you are my friend. And the next time you have a single popping up, I will get you press on the single i will make sure that you can play another show somewhere we just um partnered up with the partland saturday market oh, i'm gonna right be sending artists over there actually this would be a great time to tell you um july 8th and 9th we're doing like this mini music festival fundraiser for planned parenthood um at the saturday market um, at uh, waterfront yeah okay at waterfront and i'm really happy for it i'm uh, still putting the bill together but i will be performing so that's something. yay that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah me and for sure courtney know so cool that's something to look forward to <laughs> that's so rad um and yeah i just i really want this showcase to maybe not turn into like a label but definitely i don't know some kind of collaborative club <laughs> yeah i mean it is something that i think that if artists know it's available that if they're even on tour they could go somewhere and know they're part of the wcw uh, exactly network yeah i think it's a brilliant idea yeah exactly so i'm really hoping that and I, I feel like it really will just take off this year and you know i'm not just to like clarify i'm not looking to make money off of this <laughs> because i know the first thing that people are gonna think is like oh she's just trying to make a business out of this and i'm really not i'm not charging for shows i'm most no. definitely not going to make artists pay me because that is ridiculous especially and all at that level it's like man it should be about the fellowship and sharing the tune it's just i really want to know i like i really want people to know that they have like they're not alone in this industry and that there are people that will help them. They just need to know that I'm here and then I will do whatever I can to help them. 
They've got good examples. Uh, <laughs> and you said it earlier. It, there is this thing, obviously, in the music industry. It's tough for everybody, but there's obviously some extra um, hurdles and stumbling blocks for females in the music business. I think one of the artists who showed the world what she could really do uh, was Kelly Clarkson. You know, she was wrapped up in that American Idol deal, really mm -hmm. fought her way to get her music and on the right label that fit her. Um, the next song on the show on the playlist here is take you high this is one of her newer songs right yeah off, off her newer uh piece by piece why'd album. you put this one on the list um as much as i love piece by piece like her title track or whatever um i think this one is just so different than anything that she's done before but you can tell it's still her you know and that's really um the direction that i'm going in now with my music it's so different from what i've released before but you'll know it's still me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's still my voice. I'm not like tweaking it a whole bunch <laughs> like to sound like T-Pain. Like that's not <laughs> happening. It's still me. I love it. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson's a great example of not only just a, a timeless vocalist, but someone who fought for her right to do what she wanted to do here in the music business. Wonderful influence by Ashley Extina. She's my guest tonight on Sounds of PDX. Thanks so much for joining us. I was not hip to that track or that band. Uh, that's Marion Hill, an uh, influence brought in by Ashley Extina. How'd you find out about them? Uh, my fiance, actually. Shout um, out to Martin. Hi. Yeah, hey, Martin. Great to meet you this <laughs> evening. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, really good song. Uh, we are moving into the uh, last quarter of the program where I'm going to be playing all of your original music and uh, going to be showcasing you as an artist leading up to the release of your new single. Um, we're going to be talking about that. I want to hear about what inspired the track and the process of making it. Um, but first, I wanted to play our listeners your uh, submission from last year's NPR Tiny Desk submission. And this is a song called Who Are You To Say? Uh, the video is very intimate. The song is very intimate. Talk to me about this project. Um, so I wrote the song for a friend, actually, who um, was going through a rough time kind of with her family. Um, like a lot of times this happens where you want to do something and you have your family with good intentions butting into your life. And it comes to that point where you got to be like, guys, like I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to do. And I swear it's what's best for me. You know, it happened to me, too, when I was trying to move out here and a lot of people had things to say about it and I had to be like, you know, sorry, like I, sorry, not sorry, really. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know that this is what I want to do and this might be a mean way of putting it, but like, who are you to say how I should live my life? And like I said, that might be a really harsh way to put it. No, I think it's great. But, you know, once you've gone through a lot of things in your life, you get to that point where you you know that like you know what's wrong for you and what's right for you yeah i just gotta trust your your mm -hmm. feeling yeah yeah i'm glad you uh you got me this because i hadn't heard it before um out of any of your because i was rifling through your songs and man really happy if you so if you haven't seen this it's available on youtube is that correct yes it's cool we will put the link up on the talk board and include it in the podcast so here it is is ashley extina with her npr tiny desk submission from last year the track is who are you to say here on sounds of pdx
one's expecting something of me and I don't know how to handle all this pressure and I won't cause there's been things I want to do and I don't think I've been needing you so here is to the person you once knew who are you to say I live my days who are you to say if I'm allowed to change who are you to say if I'm about to break if I made a mistake who are you to say if I should go and stay there's another way who are you to say Different than I thought that we were close. Maybe I'm just hurting cause I trusted you the most. But there's been things I've been holding back. No more picking up your slack. Now it's time to get back on my track. Who are you to say? How to live my days? Who are you to say? change who are you to say if i'm about to break if i made a mistake who are you to say i should go stay there's another way who are you to say who are you to say i gave you secrets you gave just wondering who gave you the right who are you to say i live my days who are you to say if i'm allowed to change who are you to say if i'm about to break if i made a mistake who are you to say if i should go stay if there's another Ashley Agustina's NPR Tiny Desk submission, raw and in your face. You said you tracked that in your apartment? In our apartment, yes. That's fantastic. In Portland? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Pre-puppy, though. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I would be able to record anything now in the apartment without <laughs> having a p- featuring Henry on there. <laughs> so before you got Henry, you released the Stability EP. Um, next couple tracks we have on the playlist are from that. So talk to me a little bit about uh, So Sorry. Okay. So I wrote my first song when I was 17. Um, I guess I can sum up that. That one was called Letter, and I actually wrote it because um, my friend and I were trying out for this class at high school um, called, uh, what was it, New Music Singers? Yes, it was called New Music Singers, and it was like for the people who wanted to be songwriters in the school to like, you'd audition, and then um, Mandy Lee of Mr. Wives was in the, oh, <laughs> that class. Wow. But anyway, so I wanted to audition, and so we had to write a song, and that was the first song that I wrote. 
ironically enough, about my <laughs> on and off high school boyfriend, who is now my fiance, but that's a whole different <laughs> story. Um, but that was the first song I ever wrote. And we actually, I actually got into that class, but I was too shy to sing in front of people. So I never took it. So Mistake number one <laughs> of high school. Anyway, um, I digress. So I didn't write a song after that until I think it was um, it was one of my dad's birthdays a few years later. I was 21, and I didn't have any money to get my dad a present. And I was just like, what can I do? What can I do? I don't draw. Like, I don't make things. I'm going to write my dad a song. And it literally just poured out of me uh -huh. like every emotion that I had felt like over the years that you know sometimes things are not fair and and I felt like at that moment I didn't show enough appreciation for all the support especially with music I mean both of my parents are extremely supportive but you know my dad was a musician at one point and I think I'm kind of like living his dream a little bit. <laughs> it's nice to share. That's really cool. And yeah, and so I, I wrote this track for him and I felt so strongly about it that I put it on my debut EP and you said it was your favorite off the EP, right? It is, yeah. This was my favorite song off your first EP. Yeah, so there you go. That's how that happened. <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful story. Here it is. This is So Sorry from Ashley Extina. She's my special guest until 9 p.m. Sorry, so sorry. 
Beautiful song, Ashley. I really do love that song. Thank you. The uh, next song here on the playlist is Angel. That's another song from the Stability EP. And um, I don't think I mentioned it. When was the EP released? 2014. Okay. Nice. So some of these other songs, uh, Frozen in Time was a 2016 release. That's coming up. And Streetcar, was that 2015? Nice. So at least you got to sing a lot every year. I love it. Continual. Um, So this is from that same EP. What What does this song mean to you? Where's the inspiration from Angel come from? Um, so, uh, it's actually a great timing, you know, talking about this song now. Um, so I, uh, had an older brother who passed away, uh, right after he was born and, um, I'm, you know, I'm not really a religious person, but I feel like I'm somewhat spiritual. And as I've gotten older, I've just felt this incredible connection to him. And I've always felt like, you know, that he's looking out for me. I actually uh, have his name tattooed on my back. Oh, right on. Yeah, and I like did it um, like over my left shoulder so I could always like look at it in the mirror. That's really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just one day I was all up in my feelings, um, as I always am when I'm writing songs for myself. And I just sat, and it was actually around uh, this time of year, uh, his 26th birthday was uh, March 3rd Mm. and um, now I'm getting all choked up (laughs) but uh, but yeah I wrote this for one of his birthdays and this is kind of like my way of honoring him so here's Ashley's tribute to her older brother this is Angel by Ashley Extina here on Sounds of PDX Feel 
beautiful song. I love the string arrangement. Why don't you give a shout out and talk to us about the folks who helped make that EP possible? Sure. Um, shout out to Kevin Frias, um, who's my high school buddy, producer friend who went to school at Berkeley. Um, and his uh, friend, I want to say his name is Nico. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a fantastic pianist who <laughs> um, also went to Berkeley. Um, but yeah, Kevin was really great and patient with me uh, working on this first EP. Um, you know, he was just getting out of Berkeley and I was just getting into really doing music like seriously. And so I was just like, hey, I want to record an EP. I don't really have that much money. And he was like, that's okay. I need to work on my skills. Like, I need to have a portfolio or whatever. Yeah. And so we helped each other out there. And I did not know what to do the first time I got into the vocal booth. <laughs> I got so nervous. Kevin, poor Kevin had to, like, turn off all the lights, light some candles for me, <laughs> like, get me green tea. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. He'd like, <laughs> he'd like go into the other room and I'd be like, Kevin, Kevin, come back. He'd be like, nope, stay in there. It's going to be okay. You'll hear me in the headphones. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. I'd start like having like a panic attack in there. So how do you balance that? Because you obviously have a song um, that you're trying to convey a message. How do you finally power through to deliver what was obviously a great end product? Oh, Gosh, well, I, there are definitely some breakdown moments. I'm not going to tell you it was an easy process, especially during Angel. Oh, I definitely broke down a few times trying to record the vocals on that. Yeah. But I just had to kind of remind myself that, you know, I I really want to get this message out there. And, you know, I'm not going to do that by crying about it in a vocal booth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it definitely is like a, Recording in general is just so stressful and sure, yeah. for a lot of people, um, myself included. But I think the more you do it, like, I don't know, I went to this music networking meeting a couple of days ago and we were talking about how you just have to get into the studio and be present in sessions. Even if it's not your session, just be there. Like, get on background vocals for someone else's track just like I was in the studio with Courtney for a little bit when she was recording her EP just like helping her out because I knew that you know it was her first time in the studio and that's very overwhelming for yeah. some people and it's just you just got to remind yourself that this is your job to get your message out there to people the songs that you wrote or that you came up with the idea and like you just want to sing it to the world and this is the only way it's going to get done yeah you're the only one who could have released that song exactly yeah my uh, uh carol my sister says that was beautiful and i agree those like i said the strings at the end are just breathtaking um so as an artist it's important to evolve so let's talk about your 2015 release streetcar it definitely has more of a rock um alt but still pop vibe yeah, I was angry when I wrote that song. Uh -oh. <laughs> I was so angry. I had a Taylor Swift moment when I wrote that song. <laughs> I was, so it's relationship related. Oh, Luke, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have not opened that can of words? <laughs> no, we can. We might just need more time. <laughs> no, it's it's honestly every everything happens for a reason, right? I got a good song out of it, so that's how I think of all of my ex boyfriends. <laughs> Where did you track this one? Um, again, with Kevin at the same studio. Um, I definitely told him that I wanted this to have more of like a rock vibe because that was around the times that I was with my 
a rock band. Okay. Um, just that we weren't together anymore once I started recording this tune, but they kind of helped me like figure out what kind of structure I wanted it, uh, for it. Okay. Um, That's cool. They acted as producers for your solo track. Not intentionally. They oh. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I decided to record it like way after. This was, I recorded this one like right before I moved here. Okay. Um, because it's <laughs> a funny story about the name. So I actually... Uh, my cousin, when I was visiting Portland, my cousin took me to my first open mic here at Artichoke. Cool. And someone was talking about the streetcar in Portland, and I was like, what the hell is a streetcar? We don't have those in New York. And I just thought the idea of a streetcar was so cool. And I was like, Carrie, one day I'm going to write a song about about streetcar. And she was like, okay, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> a year later, I just thought of this idea of like writing a breakup song calling it streetcar. Because this was like my way of not just like telling like my ex, but really everyone in my life that like, you know, this was my time to really just leave New York and get on a streetcar in Portland and not go back. <laughs> like this was my time. I like the symbology. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, this is Ashley's uh, farewell to New York and uh, what kicked off, I suppose, her chapter here in Portland. This is from 2015, Streetcar by Ashley Extina. Stick around, we've got Frozen in Time and her brand new single, Gone. What's the matter to the cat biting your tongue? Didn't think that I was asking too much. All I wanted was some answers and your touch.
kick you in the face rock song ashley that's really good need to write some more of those i know yeah that's a lot of fun that's really somebody good. somebody get me angry please <laughs> it does sound fierce and in your face um the next song on the playlist i fell in love with immediately i want to give a shout out to uh to kelly jones because she introduced me to your music um actually she gave you my contact and you sent me a fantastic EPK um, that tips a cap to your professionalism uh, right off the front. That's how I learned about uh, Courtney No, but it was just, uh, you know, I think the, the first time I heard Frozen in Time, I had said something kind of along the lines of what we were talking about earlier. It's just the pop scene in Portland seemed almost um, not really even strong a couple of years ago but it that's really changing and this song gave me a ton of hope for the portland pop scene it really did it's really? one <laughs> of my favorite releases from last year um so this was your first effort with matt greco right yes yes it was so yeah let's talk about matt and working on this track at the rye room with him well matt is wonderful also wonderfully patient with me <laughs> and my anxiety to get everything out like asap <laughs> no but matt Matt is great, and I, you know, I, I was talking to Dan Cable last week on his podcast. Shout out to Dan Cable. He's hey, awesome. What's up, Dan? Um, but we were talking about how I've never really considered myself a vocalist. Like, you know, I love to sing, and people tell me that I'm good at it. And Matt just saw this potential in me, like, as a pop vocalist that I never would have realized that I had. And it took a while to get me there in the studio, but we got there and we turned it into Frozen in Time and Gone, which everyone will hear for the first time in a little bit. And I'm just so proud of what we've done together because we've definitely come a long way. And Matt, too. I mean, he's he's done pop music before, but he's he's known for bluegrass and folk music and stuff. So for him to to be diving into this with you is kind of exciting that you're both really exciting for both of us. Yeah, Yeah, he's always he's extremely excited. And and I'm a big fan of anything he puts out from Santiam to Emily Joy and and obviously this track Frozen in Time. Um, It's just super inspiring to me. What's the uh, inspiration behind the song for you? Also, uh, it it was based off of someone else's relationship. Um, I was just talking to them one day, and it came at like a perfect time, too. I was super stuck and trying to write a new tune. And um, I was just in conversation with a family member of mine who was going through a little bit of a struggle. And um, 
they just kept telling me like, oh, I feel like we're stuck. We're stuck. We're stuck. We're not going anywhere. And really everyone's been there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. In a relationship where you just, you love them, but you don't really see like it's going anywhere for one reason or another. And it's particularly frustrating when you get to that point, you know, and even though I wasn't going through that at the time when he told me about all this stuff, it just kind of brought all of my feelings back to when I was stuck in that moment, frozen in time in that mm. particular scenario. So that's how I wrote the lyrics to it. And I more or less had a melody for it. And I tried to dabble in music production. It doesn't work very well for me, but I'm just going to keep on trying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had like a little thing um, that I came up with on the program that I have on my computer, which is awful, but it's something. And so I sent that over to Matt and I was like, I really want to go in a more electro pop direction versus my uh, singer songwriter stuff. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And this is what happened. Oh, yeah. It's seriously one of my favorite releases from 2016. And a quick shout out to Veronica. She says, uh, we're knocking it out of the park tonight. So thank you so much for listening. You can catch her tomorrow night from 7 to 8 p.m. here on Portland Radio Project with her new show featuring underground music. Well, here it is. This is Frozen in Time by Ashley Extina. Check it out here on Sounds of PDX.
song has been in my personal playlist on my phone for months now. That's Frozen in Time by Ashley Extina. It is now time in the show that, unfortunately, it's over, but we get to release your single now. I can't believe the two hours just flew by like I that. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, like it that. does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm extremely excited for everybody to hear this single. So a couple of things we want to address first is give a shout-out to uh, Delhi Portland. Yes, shout-out to Cervante uh, Pope at the Delhi Portland uh, my song will be released exclusively through the Delhi Portland around 11 a.m. tomorrow. And then you guys can all hear it on SoundCloud. And hopefully you will love it. <laughs> they will. They definitely but will. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what, tell me about how this song came about and uh, maybe some of the backstories of you and Matt working on this. Sure. So after uh, Matt and I did Frozen in Time, my whole idea was to release an EP. And so we were going to do like three or four songs together and then just release it as an EP. Uh, plans have changed since then. A lot of has to do with money and timing, but also because we really feel like, um, or I really feel like, and I think Matt probably agrees with me on this, that singles are kind of the way to go now, really the way the industry is headed with Spotify and all that stuff. And so, yeah, now I'm just calling this electro pop project a series of singles called The Game. And this will be the second single from that series. And yeah, so this is actually a track that uh, Matt uh, co-produced with uh, Randy. Oh, God, this is embarrassing. I'm really horrible with names. I don't remember his last name, but (laughs) shout out to Randy (laughs) who helped co-produce this track. Um, And they showed it to me. And they actually had showed it to me as a potential track for Frozen in Time. And I was like, oh, well, this is a really cool track, but I'm not sure I'm digging it for Frozen in Time. But let's keep it and see if I can write anything to it. Mm. And there we go. And lo and behold. (laughs) Lo and behold, I did. And I really did, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of my songs are written in the minor key. And... (laughs) It's kind of kind of my thing. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. It's just the way it flows. Um, and this song was definitely more of like, almost like a summer anthem sounding, you know, very like happy yeah. and not like happy lyrics wise. It's very kind of sassy lyrics yeah, wise. For sure. um, but it's just so different than anything I've done before. And that's why I was like low key, very nervous, but also very excited to see what people think about it you should be excited it adds a really nice dimension to uh your catalog but it, it is a really great song it really is you guys knocked it out of the park and vocally i think it really pushed me to like limits that i never thought i would have reached yeah like, talk to us about that experience so um matt brought in a vocal coach for me uh ali hall she was great i was very nervous because i realized i was telling you before i really hate when people tell me what to do i will be the first to admit it i am not good at following directions <laughs> i'm sure all of my bosses who might be listening <laughs> will agree <laughs> Um, and my parents, probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, so I was like really nervous cause I was like, Oh, this is, there's going to be like this awkward vibe in the studio and then the track's not going to sound good, but my goodness, I don't know how I would have done this without Allie. Like what a compliment. Like I really just, I don't know. She was great. She put things in like the way that I can understand them and her and Matt were just both supportive of me like so supportive but also like 
not strict, but they were definitely like, okay, you're not leaving the studio until you do this <laughs> because we know that you can. For good producers. But exactly. And that was something that I'd never really experienced before in the studio. When I was recording Stability and Streetcar, I feel like Kevin was way too lenient with me <laughs> because we were really good friends. And, you know, when I didn't want to rec record a certain harmony or backing vocals, he would like, he'd push it. He'd be like, are you sure it would make the track better? And I'd just be like, no, because I was either too scared or too lazy or, you know, just starting out. So I didn't really know what was up. And that just really made the track here just really going outside of my box mm. and getting into that higher register and really just believing that i can do it and now i really think i can do it and yeah so, you absolutely can the song i mean you you've gone a lot of really great places vocally and it's it's catchy as hell that's oh, what you want thank you yes it is <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it was stuck in my head this afternoon it's so definitely great work. a life-changing moment like recording this song in the studio and working with both Allie and Matt and getting to that point I have like a different level of confidence in myself as a singer now that's sure. so awesome yeah you're you're taking it to the next level with this I can't thank you enough for being here tonight and for the opportunity to debut this single. Oh, well, thank you. You're, yeah. you're the man, Luke. So. Oh, geez, yeah. You are always welcome on the show. And thanks again thank for all you. the contacts. I, I uh, definitely owe you one for bringing in such great guests like Courtney Noe and Matt Greco. Uh, but here it is, folks. We've been waiting for it. It's finally here on PRP. You can listen to it now, but it will be available tomorrow. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can join me every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 here on PRP.FM. No matter where you listen to us across the world, thank you for joining us tonight. Here is Gone by Ashley Extina. you
No.